That's our longest break. It was two weeks. Two weeks. Two yeah. weeks. You're 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 uh, you're not very tan for being in Florida, dude. Dude, I'm pale as shit. You know, my- <laughs> that's crazy. That's well, absolutely nuts. That's probably for all the shit being pumped into me. But man, my buddy's like, dude, you're pale. I'm like, I can't help it, man. Can't help. And I was like, well, we had two cold days, right? Like 32 degree days, but in Florida, yeah. No shit, I didn't yeah, know that. Like fucking lizards were falling out of trees. Oh yeah, shit. yeah, I did see that. Did you have yourself what the what do they call them? The chicken of the trees. It was fucked up, or, and we were at the Polynesian, so it's like, man, I'm gonna be there. I'm gonna be on the beach. I'm gonna be chilling. Fuck. No. Three layers, a couple days. Oh my gosh, <laughs> you might as well have been here. I had to go buy a knit cap and mm-hmm. like sweatshirt. And, you can went and chilled in your driveway for a fraction of the cost. It was fun. How was Star Wars land, dude? I don't want to talk well, about. Star- I don't want this whole podcast right. to be about Randy's adventure in Star Wars land. I'm going to but- title this podcast something like "Galaxy's Edge Review." Uh, okay, there we go. We'll get. All right, I guess we're going to spend this entire we'll episode get, about Galaxy's Edge. We'll get all the nerds watching. All right, but honestly, dude, it was like walking onto a movie set. Really, it was insane because. So you have like um, you have Hollywood Studios, right? So let let, let me stop you right. there. For those that don't know, Randy just took a uh, a family vacation to uh, to Disney, where the the focal point was the new Star Wars land out there. Yeah. So go ahead. So, That's our thing. We do Disney every year, but I'm a like diehard Star Wars. Like it's beyond diehard. It's, it's obsessive. It is a little obsessive. It's kind of it's yeah. Bad. So you have Hollywood Studios. It's better than smoking rock. I don't know. You never smoke rock. Never smoke rock. I don't yeah. know. But okay. uh, so you have Hollywood Studios, right? And then a couple years ago, they built Toy Story Land, which was just Toy Story. Really disappointing, man, because it's just like a roller coaster and a ride. And it was, anyways. So while they opened that up, they started building this Galaxy's Edge. So it's all the way in the back of the park, but it's the largest. And you're fucking texting, dude. Look at this guy. I'm, I'm listening. It's to you. the largest land expansion they've ever done. I can't remember how many acres, like a hundred something acres. Um, but when you walk into Galaxy's Edge, it's a new. It's a planet. It's called Batu. Batu. Every, every cast member or worker is in character. So when you walk in, it's like high traveler. Where are you from? That type of shit. And they're all like in their matching attire and stuff. Even like the groundskeepers. Everybody. Every single person. So, and it's a city. Like buildings. It's fucking gigantic. And you see mountains in the background and you feel like you're in the movie. It's, it's, it's worth it. They did it right. They did it. It's the only thing they've done right. I, like I had low expectations because of everything else. Especially the last few movies. But the, it's it's legit, and like we did, there's two rides. There's Smuggler's Run, which is where you pilot the Millennium Falcon. Okay, that's what we did first. The whole getting the story and getting into the Millennium Falcon and walking into the Millennium Falcon is like dead nuts. And that's that's the line. To yeah, get the line the ride, to right? get in is like going through like you're you're doing a job for um, a character that's in some comic books and and television shows the clone wars um he's in charge of millennium falcon right now he's borrowing it and he's giving you a mission so you go through his little port and you and you walk through his building onto the millennium falcon but when you get on it's like the movie dude like the hallways it's like to scale okay and then you go like when you saw like luke playing at that looks like chess 
the chess table. Okay. In the original movies, that's there. There's another name for it. I'm not going to get all nerded out on you because you wouldn't know. I I barely know what you're yeah, talking yeah. about. Now. So anyways, it's I'm just listening. so it's just like that you're on the fucking Falcon and and then you, even though they have a bunch of these rides in this, like a bunch of groups that go on and do the same thing. So there essentially there's like 20 cockpits in this ride, but it feels like there's only one. Okay. You're the only people on this thing, and you go into the cockpit, and there you are, and you're, and then the mission takes off, and you're flying the Millennium Falcon. It's pretty cool. It's the whole aesthetic thing is what makes it the ride itself. It's like another Star Tours, which is like, it's like you're just, it's like a kind of like a 4D type thing where it's just you're looking at the screen and it's you're going through space. Okay. The other ride that just opened is called Rise of the Resistance, and um, that is insane. That's like a two part ride where you start off at a rebel base. Ray, the new main character, talks okay. to you. She comes up on like a hologram and she tells you what you guys need to do. And he's and you're inside like this cavernous base. And your mission is to get on this transport ship and take off. And these fucking doors open up. And you walk outside to a landing pad and your ship is right there. And then there's an X-wing that's going to follow you and they all fire their engines up and you get on this thing. And you you walk onto the ship and the door shut behind you, and you look out the back window and you see the spaceport where you just were, mm-hmm. and you look to the front and you see this animatronic. It looks like Admiral Akbar. They gave him a different name, the octopus looking. Okay, dude. it's a trap. It's a trap. Right, his name's Beck on this, but he's animatronic. He looks real. He's piloting, and you can see out the glass. And this fucking ship takes off, and it feels like it's taken off. And you look out the windows, and it looks like you're taking off. And you wow. see where you just were. And you go up into space, and before you can jump to light speed, you get surrounded by the bad guys, right? The First Order, they call it now, the Empire. And they pull you in a tractor beam, and you feel it. And so your squadron leaves you, and they're like, we'll be back. And they pull you in onto a Star Destroyer. And as you're going through the, like the airlock, you oh. can see it out the windows. Okay. And when you're, when you're flying into the Star Destroyer, you see it. And when you land, you see it. So when the doors open up, you're on a fucking Star Destroyer. And you walk out, and there's like a hundred stormtroopers. Just waiting for you. Like life's like real shit. Mm -hmm. And you see the airlock, and you see space, and you see the ships flying. And (laughs) it's like Carter asked me, he's like, Dad, are we in space right now? (laughs) (laughs) That real, huh? I'm like, come on, bro. (laughs) It was cute, man. It was fun. Well, no, we're not in space. Use your imagination. But it feels like you're in space. So the whole point of that, once you you get from there, you have to escape. So they take you to an interrogation room, and like the bad guys talk to you. And once they leave, the the wall lights up like someone's cutting through the steel wall, mm-hmm. and the fucking wall pops out, and it's the rebels. They're like, "We're here to rescue you," and it's the cast members. Okay, they're in. You know, and, and like when you got onto the star destroyer, the bad guys came on your ship and said, "You need to get off this ship." You're, you've been captured, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So you get on this this trackless ride from this point. And they're like, this droid's going to take you guys. And it, you go through this Star Destroyer. And you're basically running from Kylo Ren, the, the new baddie, right? And his lightsaber. But you're going through like where the cannons are blasting off. And you can see through space and blowing up ships. And 
long story short, it's an amazing ride. Your ride goes into this um, escape pod. The door's shut, and you're looking out, and you see space, and it fucking launches you, and it's an immediate drop. And you feel it. And it feels like you're in an escape pod, and you see the ship you were just on, and you're fucking free-falling, and then you go back to the planet, and and then, boom, it crashes, and you, and you slide to a stop. That's the end of the ride. When the doors open up, and your thing, your ride leaves the escape pod, you're back on the planet. It's just, it feels 100% real. Wow. I guess kudos to Disney for doing something right, huh? That was my five-minute recap. That wasn't too bad. Maybe ten minutes. I don't know. It, but that ride alone, so let me tell you what it took to get on that ride. Now here comes the bad part. Remember I told you I was training for Disney? Right. Like straight-up legit training. Let me get a drink here. So those rides are brand new. People are coming from all over the world to ride these rides. Um, they don't. There's no fast pass. There's no line. What they do is at 7 a.m. when the park opens, they open these boarding groups. They expect you to have the app. Okay. And at 7 a.m., you have to click join boarding group and pray that you get a part of one, right? It's like 1 through 86, and that's it. That's all for the day. So we tried it. We read all the reviews online and everything. And of course, Meg's the expert. She told us what we had to do. The first time we tried it, me and Carter woke up at 4 in the morning. We got ready. I got an Uber to the park from our resort. Fuck the local transportation, right? Okay. Ubered. Got to the park at 5 a.m. Got up to the line, and we were like one of 30. From 5 a.m. to 6, about, I don't know, thousands of people. And if you don't, while I'm talking, I'm going to pull up this picture. Um, they start filing in and getting in line, dude. It is insane. So you get in line. At 6.15, they met, They scan your magic band or your ticket to get in. I'll find it. Um, so you get into the park, but the park's still not open. You, you get in so far to a rope. Okay. So now you have thousands and thousands of people in the park. It's 6.15. Now you're waiting until 7.00. So there's things you have to do in order to, to get this, okay? Because they have park Wi-Fi. If you're on their Wi-Fi, you're fucked. It's too slow. You're never going to get on. So if you're going, turn your Wi-Fi off. Second thing is don't have the app open. Have it closed. Have your phone open and watch the clock. Okay. At 6.59, get ready to hit that app. Boom, it turns 7. I hit the app. It opens up. And now you see click. You see the join, join boarding group. Click it. And now you're connecting fresh at 7 o'clock. Well, I got the first day I got boarding group 27. Okay. And the second time we tried it, I got 26 out of 86. So we were on both times. But you had to wake up at 4 in the morning. I had to wake up at 4 in the morning. And I did 12 miles a day walking on average. What's the average of Disney just in general? Well, that's about right. 12 miles? I don't know. I don't know, dude. That's about right. Let's see. I'm going to go to my activity thing. I can't even believe we're talking about Disney right now. Like. Can't believe it either. Jesus Christ. There's so much going on in the world right now. I'm just going to give you a little average here. Sometimes See, you I, did tw- I did 12 miles, magic. 8 miles, 9 miles, 10 miles. Yeah, so I'd a say lot of 10 miles. Is, a lot of that is just standing around, though, right? Waiting in line, you take a half sit, step. You never sit down unless you're on Right, you're just going. 
Oh, dude. So there's more. If I'm gonna recap, I'm going. Yeah, let's let's right. do it. I got manhandled by the Kardashian security. I the, told you that, right? Uh, you, you told me a little something about it, dude. So, up. so, so you basically had some uh, security guard for the Kardashians push you out of the way. So, when you go to Disney, it's like the safest place in the world. Like they have eyes in the sky, insane amount of security. Um, but I'm in the park and. We're getting on this ride at Magic Kingdom called Mine Train, Seven Doors of Mine Train. It's like super popular, good roller coaster. But I'm looking at my phone, and my family were like 20 steps ahead of me. So they get in line, and I'm following them. I look up, I look down, and all of a sudden, this big dude steps in front of me. And I'm like, <laughs> and I look up, and this is big dude. Like He looked like um, Debo. Okay. Right? And he had like a clear earpiece. And I look, and he had a holster. Now, I've never seen a holster in Disney before. Okay. I didn't see a gun, but I saw a holster. Right. So I imagine he had to get rid of it. Um, but I look to my left, and there's like two more of them. And what, the did, dude, what did you do? The dude is like talking in his earpiece, like like James Bond. I'm like, what the f-? My heart sank. I'm not mm-hmm. going to lie, dude. Like, I panicked for a second. I'm like, this is Disney. This isn't supposed to happen. Right. And so I go to step around him, and he steps in front of me. And he's like, you got to move, boss. <laughs> okay i'm like dude my family's right there and i started to panic because mm-hmm. he's he keeps looking and looking and then i look and it's like slow motion here comes chris jenner like this close and kylie jenner and kendall jenner okay rob kardashian i'm like what the fuck okay celebrities usually go early in the morning or late at night they're usually never there during the day mm-hmm. unless you're a kardashian and then they had like two disney guides with them and they had every one of them had a stroller. Right, and like to the Courtney fr- was there. Right to the front of the line, though. Fuck, right to the front of the line, dude. Mm. And that motherfucker. So when they walked by me, he lowered his shoulder and like pushed me out of the way. And I'm like, motherfucker, I should go to guest services and report this asshole. Like, I just paid all this money to be here, and that dude just didn't quite put his hands on me, but he got my personal space. Mm-hmm. That's fucked up. I don't know, in my opinion. But you got to see a celebrity. I got to see a lot of celebrities. Yes, yeah, so the guy who nothing, yeah. no, no luck, so I told, I nothing ever you, happens, right? right? I must like it's so weird. Everywhere I go when I go on vacation, right. there's always you saw uh, Kid Rock. Well, it wasn't Kid Rock. Yeah, it looked like Kid Rock. It was funny as fuck. It did look like Kid Rock. Was, and, it, and the way I took the pictures mm-hmm. it was just so funny. But when we go, it's usually Pro Bowl weekend. Pro Bowl used to be in Hawaii. They moved it to Orlando like right. four or five years ago. So the last three or four years, it's just our week. I forgot about it. We were in Animal Kingdom. I started seeing all these football players. Like the one was Chandler Jones, and I know him because I love John Jones's brother. Right. And I saw him, and it was cool. So I was seeing them. But the cool thing was later that night, we went to Hollywood Studios late at night to watch the Star Wars fireworks. Carter, my boy, is finally like, Dad, I'm ready to ride Tower of Terror. Nice. I'm not scared. Let's do it. I'm like, let's do it. Well, our meal, we had a really nice dinner. It got fucked up, and they gave us free fast passes. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm, this is where I want to use them. So we go to Tower of Terror. It's like right when park is closing. The standby line is still really long. We get in fast pass line, and it's backed up. And we stop, and I'm just standing there with Carter, and I hear this voice. I'm like, man, I know that voice. And I turn around, 
And right next to me in the standby line is Terrell Owens. Oh, wow. T.O. T.O. And I didn't say anything, but I'm, and I'm looking, I'm making sure because I don't look like a fucking idiot, right? I'm like, it's fucking Terrell Owens. Carter wouldn't know. Right. I'm like, Carter's a famous football player right there. And he's got um, a little, like, five-year-old, four or five-year-old. Mm-hmm. And he's there talking to the next people in line. No one recognizes him. But he's got a baseball cap. Right. His Oakleys. And you can't miss his pearly white teeth. Right. And, but the way he talks, like his voice, he's very um, articulate when sure. he talks. Right. You just know who it is. And um, I text Megan. I usually don't do this, but it's Terrell Owens. I'm like, hey, I'm 20 minutes ahead of him because I'm in the fast line. I'm going to wait for him. So I'm going to be half hour late. Oh, okay, no problem. So we do the ride, and we go every ride exits through a gift shop. We get out of the gift shop. It's pitch black outside. Right. And me and Carter are waiting. I give Carter my phone. Mm-hmm. I put it on the camera. I'm like, listen, if it happens, and you take a picture, just take a picture of me and him. Don't, don't, don't get this kid in there. Right. Well, we wait and wait and wait. I'm like, fuck, maybe I missed him. Then I look up, and here he comes. Just him and his boy. And his boy's looking at stuff in the gift shop, and he's like, come on, let's go. As he's walking out of the door, I go, Terrell. And he, he was kind of bent over talking to his mm-hmm. kid, and he froze. And he looks up, and he gives me this look. I can't see his eyes, but I can see his like, cheeks. like He's mm-hmm. squinting. Like. I go, Terrell. And he goes, no, no, no. He starts laughing. Right. I go, T.O. And he starts like giggling, you know? Right. And he picks his kid up and puts him on his shoulders. I go, Terrell. He goes, nah, man. And the boy goes, this is my daddy. Dad, my daddy, Terrell. This is Terrell. <laughs> and he started busting out laughing, and I started laughing. And he gave me, like, the three-piece shake and the fist right. bump. He goes, ah, you got me. I go, I man, I just wanted to tell you I'm a huge fan. Always been a fan. You know, just wanted That's to That's awesome. He's like, I appreciate that. I didn't ask for a picture. No, not when he's nah, with his kid, right? Never. No personal. That's right. Right. So, But it was cool. That was the highlight of that. Well, that sounds fun. That was it. Dude. Sounds like you had an adventure. So it warmed up. It was hot first couple of days. Got real cold in the middle of the week. Eight days is a long time. Out there. I'll keep going. Sure. So I was ready to come home. We land at like midnight Sunday into Monday. We'll get home at midnight. Land at like 11 or whatever. Got a limo, so it was cool. I got like four hours of sleep. I wake up, come to work, get my coffee, hit the road. Put in autopilot. Hit a deer. Fucking put my straw on my coffee. I look up. Fucking five deer. Mm. I didn't even look in the left lane. Grabbed my steering wheel like I told you. Yanked it. Hit the brakes. Prayed. <laughs> like a brick wall. Wow. I thought for sure my front end was in the road. Went to Disney. Then you killed Bambi. I'm like, fuck. Pull over. Get out of my car. I'm thinking my bumper's hanging there. And I look. Looking, I'm like, did I really just hit a deer? Like nothing. My hmm. car was a little dirty. I wipe it off. I got my car ceramic coated, so it's like a layer of glass all over it. It shattered the ceramic coating. Okay, fur all up in my rim. Kind of pushed in my bumper a little bit. You can't even tell if you look at it. It's totally fixable. Okay. I got blessed. I mean, I'm blessed. I got lucky. I'm pretty sure I killed the deer though. Yeah. I think what happened was is it tried to stop and fell, slid into my tire its head hit my bumper and i ran over its head okay on the way back i saw it in the same spot gotcha that happened but it was pitch black i couldn't right. see yep. so i hit the deer 
That's how I started my week. Back from Disney. Back from Disney. That sounds sounds like too much. It's like sensory, sensory overload. So like I told you yesterday, I needed a vacation for my vacation. Right. That's wild. That's it, dude. And then you got other shit, man. And then the day I was getting ready to leave to get on an airplane, Kobe Bryant died. Yeah. In an aircraft accident. Yeah, right. helicopter. So I was all fucked up, sick to my stomach. Like it, it, so that's amazing. So let's talk about that. Mm-hmm. How a celebrity can make you feel like a family member, make you feel sick, like you lost a family member. Do you feel like that at all? I don't. Is it tragic? Yes. And I, I, I don't want to sound heartless. You know, it, it, it's a tragedy. I feel as though the media has, you know, they, they run stories like that almost like a drama where they're going to play soft music in the background. They're going to, they're going to really appeal to your, your, your senses. And yeah, I mean, if it was just a one, one second or, you know, like every other death that happens around here, tragic deaths, a five second news blurb, all right, this person died. Nobody would have thought any more of it. And I, I really think that just the repet, the repetition of it, you know, it was in your face 24-7, and then it just got more theatrical as it went on. Once again, not taken away from the tragedy at all, just the perspective of it of how many other people had died that day or True. how many other people had, you know, went down in a, a, a plane crash. You know, I was. I think the irony of it is, and, and granted, the, the celebrity status kind of enhances some things, right? He's well-known, so there, there, there's more of an appeal to the public sure. itself. But, you know, just a couple days prior to that, five firefighters had died in a... Uh, they were uh, helping with the Australian wildfires, and they crashed one of their those, those water planes, and five firefighters died from the United States. Bet you didn't know about that. Did not know about that. So, well, once again... I, I think what we define hero in this world is a little fucked up. Yeah, and I, d- I guess it depends on, um, like, for me, I, I'm a huge basketball fan. But more so, like, Kobe Bryant was the last of the true hardcore ballers, right? Not this new NBA flopping, whiny, pussy basketball. Okay. So he was like, he wanted... He, when he started playing basketball, I was in sixth grade, pretty much, like 96 when he got drafted or whatever, sixth grade, seventh grade. That's in the last few years of Michael Jordan, so I don't know. I fell in love with sure, more and, so and the I'm, game. So I'm, I was vested in Kobe Bryant. Right? right, and I'm not saying that it – like I said, I'm not trying to diminish the, yeah, the yeah. tragedy itself. I mean, he, you know, what I thought was most interesting, and I don't know how much coverage this got, is what he was doing before he went on the helicopter crash, or the, the helicopter that crashed. Or where he was going? Yeah. Well, he went. Well, he was going. He's going to coach a, a basketball, sure. his daughter's basketball game. But where they woke up early, he and his daughter, and they went to church. It's not being said too much. No. They actually got up early on a Sunday, went to church, took to take communion, and then got on the helicopter. Yeah, I didn't even hear that. Right. So I think that. That's what's interesting is the media tells you what you need to care about. Sure. They tell you what, what you need to feel. But it wasn't even the story, I guess. It's just when I read the headline, Kobe Bryant, you know, and I was like walking through Epcot because we hit the park and then go from the park right to the airport, mm-hmm. the way we have our bags set up and everything. And I was just ready to come home. And I just had a great family vacation and like one of my idols, you know, it's like one of those things. Like, who's one of your idols? Do you have any idols? I, I, Michael Chiklis. 
Vic Mackey from the Shield, maybe. Okay, well, what, what uh, if but, you? Yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah, what if you tried? I mean, anyways, no. it just made. I'm yeah, just that, saying, it made me sick. That so I'd be like that. That sucks. Shit, you know, if you know, he, you know Mike. And then just to think, like, in his final, like, I, I love being a dad. You love being a dad. Sure. Imagine if we were, you know, in our final minutes, what we are going to, uh, we're going to grab our kids, you know, in the final minutes. Yeah, I mean, I know if I was in a helicopter and no, no, the wizard was with me and it started going down, I would be using him to try to fucking shield myself. <laughs> And if before we hit a mountain, I was just trying to use him. If, I, if his body will uh, afford me some sort of cushion. <laughs> um, no offense. No, no. It's but, okay. All right, good. That's he kind of looked at me like, yeah, a little bit, but I, you know, I, I, I have a more macabre sense of humor than yeah, most. No, I, um, I have, you know, and, and once again, not to diminish that tragedy, I think, you know, but then you, then you hear stories that you don't know if that are true or not, like. Like he was, when he, they, the bodies were found, and I don't want to get too graphic, but he was found embracing his daughter. Is that what they said? That's what they said. No but shit. let's face the reality of no fucking way. There is a, a, a crash site. Yeah. There, At 184 mile an hour impact. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 speaks to your, it speaks to your emotion, like, Wow. Yeah, that well, I mean, so we know ad, how right? fucked up the media is. Like, I can't even watch TV anymore. So, right. rest in peace, Kobe Bryant, his daughter, and everyone else. Right. But go, talk, moving on from, or staying with the media and moving on to a different subject. Like, here, let's go back a little bit to politics, right? And, you know, in the very beginning, our president and his people were trying to sway the elections, right? Mm-hmm. Now who's swaying the elections? Who's trying to influence the elections? Do you want my opinion? That shit's wrapped up. Do you, do you uh, so I'm just saying. want my opinion so on this? So I'm just saying that shit's done with now. They tried. They gave it A for effort, but they failed. Sorry. We're going to switch the subject yeah. off of uh, Kobe here. And I, I think, no, no, we, we've got about 30 minutes in. Is that correct? Uh, 27. Yeah, about 30 minutes. Yeah. So... Uh, to those that are watching, we're, we're experimenting with our our time frame of how long we want to have these to kind of keep your attention. So, like Grandy said, you're going to mark this one as episode. What is this episode? That's the tenth one. Tenth uh, episode yeah. ten, and when? Well, now we're fucking. It's a Star Wars review episode ten with a little touch of uh, respect to, to Kobe. Yeah, and uh, we'll catch you guys uh, on the next episode. Uh, hope it was in, at least entertaining. Yeah. So we'll see you next week.